G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. Let's turn our attention to some of the developments that are happening in the nation of Israel. And as you know, Israel has been at war with Hamas since the massacre of 1,200 Israelis on October the 7th last year. Well, speculation about what might lie ahead include a revived call for a two-state solution. Well, we're back today with filmmaker Hugh Kitson, who's behind the multi-series production of Whose Land? He helps people understand the history of conflict, exposing the lies and demonstrating the truth about Israel and the land that they sit on. Hugh Kitson, a special welcome back to 2020. Well, it's wonderful to be with you and a privilege to be able to talk to you from the other side of the world. Hugh, let's talk about Israel because calls for a two-state solution, those question, don't they, uh, even the right to sovereignty of Israel and if you believe the propaganda that's being disseminated around the world, uh, there are a lot of things that are being said that might not hold the sort of truth that you have researched now over many decades. What should we think about Israel and their right to sovereignty? Well, um, although we don't deal with the biblical right to sovereignty in whose land, and that's mainly because we're aimed at a secular audience, we certainly look at the legal aspect of it. And uh, the original part one, we look at the legal foundations to the state of Israel, going back to the San Remo Resolution of 1920, and the mandate that followed it. And the mandate is an international treaty. Um, All of the mandates were, there wasn't just the mandate for Palestine, there were three others in the Middle East, and um, uh, there were mandates in in Africa and and also in uh, in the Americas, in the mid-Americas as well. And they're all binding in international law in the sense that the intended beneficiaries uh, were to uh, be recognized as the beneficiaries. And this was carried forward from the League of Nations when that was dissolved into the UN Charter. So you've got that legal foundation to start with. And the mandate itself recognized the Jewish connection to the land, which at that time was called Palestine. So its historical connection was was uh, in, in the um, uh, foundation of the, the mandate document, as well as their right to reconstitute their national home. So that's the start. Now, um, come 1948 with the War of Independence, and Britain had actually violated the terms of the mandate uh, on almost every single level. 
you get this invasion from the five Arab armies. And according to the UN Charter, to invade another country, uh, with the, certainly with the intent of destroying it or taking it over, is a violation of international law. In the same way that Russia invading Ukraine is a violation of international law. And Britain was actually, um, was actually uh, complicit in all of that. Britain backed the Arab invasion and certainly the Jordanian annexation of Judea and Samaria, which they renamed as the West Bank. So you've got this history which is basically ignored. Now today when you look at the Middle East conflict, um, that history is ignored and the clock starts in 1967 when Israel recaptured uh, Judea and Samaria, her biblical heartland, her historical heartland, and of course all of Jerusalem, and then established Jerusalem as her capital city. So basically what part two of whose land looks at is the principles of international law that allow Israel sovereignty over all of that territory, which is the God-given land of Israel. As you point out, the ignorance of history is there for all to see, and you've been monitoring this and working with this and researching this now for decades. Uh, give us an yeah. idea of the extent of the documentaries that you have produced up to this time. Well, most of the documentaries I've done on Israel, uh, and actually uh, my first ever visit to Israel was in early 1974, January 74, so that's 50 years ago, and that was just after the Yom Kippur War. Um, so uh, after that, we made a film called The Last Generation, which is really looking uh, at at God's time clock in the restoration of Israel in relation to the return of his son, Yeshua HaMashiach. So that, that was really the beginning, but the last, and I did a few other films, but the last 25 years uh, I've, um, I've been concentrating exclusively on Israel, and we did a film called Jerusalem, the Covenant City that was released in 2000. Um, I've done a number of documentaries for Ebenezer Operation Exodus. And then 20 years ago, because at this time of the year, we remember the Holocaust internationally. I did another film called Lest We Forget, which looks at the Holocaust. We've got interviews with Holocaust survivors. But then we look at the rhetoric that led to uh, the Shoah, the Holocaust, which sadly is something that's not very often included in Holocaust education these days. And then we make the comparison between the venom and the Jew hatred and Israel hatred that is coming out of um, the, the radical Islamic world, including the Palestinian Authority. Uh, and we've recently re-released, lest we forget, because uh, anti-Semitism is now, Jew hatred is now at a high that's not been seen since the 1930s and 40s. 
We're going to come back to talk more about your films in just a few moments, but let me ask you your insights, perhaps even predictions, for those unfolding challenges that are coming this year, 2024, for the Israeli people. In the midst of the circumstance they're in now, uh, threats coming from all sorts of different directions, Uh, Any thoughts from you as to what might be ahead in the coming months, perhaps through this next year? Well, what what the October the 7th massacre opened up, and by the way, Hamas coded the name of their so-called operation, the Al-Aqsa flood. And I think that this is, is, has, very, it has very visible ramifications all over the world. We have seen on our streets demonstrations, Jew hatred demonstrations, like we have not seen in, well, ever seen before. Certainly not since the uh, the lead up to the Second World War. And it seems to me that what is happening in the nations, because this is going to affect the nations is that we're, we're seeing an Islamic revolution, a revolution uh, on our streets. And Palestine, Palestine in inverted commas, is the icon for the whole thing. Now, I just want to say something about Palestine. The people t- today known as the Palestinians do not have a history Um, Yes, they're real people and they need to be accommodated and international law gives them the right of self-determination and actually the Oslo Accords gave them that right of self-determination and it uh, has been squandered and become uh, iconic in the destruction of Israel. So we're seeing I believe, actually, the lead up to the Lord's return. I mean, the prophetic scriptures talk about the nations coming against Jerusalem. Well, we haven't seen that in a military sense, but we have, we are certainly seeing it politically and spiritually, and certainly in the United Nations. So the screening tour that you have uh, in your mind, potentially for here in Australia, early part of February, moving into March, uh, there's possibilities there. So you're about to complete this series, or you're just on the verge of getting this next series done, uh, with the plan to uh, turn this into something that can be featured in cinemas. Uh, What are your thoughts here about uh, bringing your screening tour to Australia? Well, um, there are, certainly the Australian Jewish Association uh, is um, shown interest in doing this. This would be part two that we're about to complete. We've done quite a lot of work on a potential part three as well, which I'll mention in a moment. But part two, as I said, looks at the legality and people don't understand this. So um, it may not be until um, sort of southern autumn that we're able to to do this because we've still got to complete this final episode of part two first. And it takes a while to organize these things. So it could be a bit later than February, March, might be April, May sort of time. 
So it's sometime soon and uh, you'll be looking to have cinema screenings. And uh, for those who have got real interest in what's happening right now with the developing issues in the nation of Israel, uh, a good place to start with understanding the history is to check on those Whose Land series that you've produced over now many years. Uh, For listeners to be able to access those, you can find them on YouTube. So YouTube, simply search for Whose Land, W-H-O-S-E, Land, Whose Land. It's youtube.com forward slash at Whose Land. And uh, as you say, that'll be part two. Aspirations, too, for part three in a series. I imagine you looking for a few friends of you, backers. How does that work? Right, well... You know, we have actually shot quite a lot of material for it, but we, we still need to raise some money to do part three. Uh, and the working title of that, well, the title would be Two-State Solution? Question mark. And the question mark, of course, is, is very uh, important. Now, um, with all of the uh, what's been going on in their education system, Uh, what's been going on for two or three generations now of young Palestinian children being brought up to to hate the Jewish people, to hate Israel, and to be promised that one day Israel will disappear, um, and if necessary to become shahid or martyrs in doing so. This has been going on for two or three generations, and we highlight this in the film lest we forget, which I mentioned. Well, that film was made 20 years ago, and you see Palestinian children being trained to kill Jews. Quite probably um, the terrorists that invaded Israel uh, back in October were probably those children now grown up. Now, part three, two-state solution, look at the background. Where did the Palestinian entity that we know today, where did that originate? How did it originate? What are uh, the goals behind it? Because it's not just Hamas in their charter that calls for the eradication of the Jewish state and the murder of all Jews, but certainly the uh, eradication or the destruction of the Jewish state, Israel, uh, and um, ongoing, well, their charter says through armed struggle. And armed struggle, of course, is terrorism. And what we're seeing with pay to slay in the Palestinian Authority uh, is is they're outworking their charter from 1964-68 to this very day. And what is so alarming is that the nations of the world completely ignore this. And yet they're calling for state solution. So how do we address that ignorance? Let me point listeners to arm yourself with background history and information. Our special guest is Hugh Kitson, a filmmaker who's behind the multi-series production of Whose Land? You can access that on YouTube. Just simply Google Whose Land on YouTube or go to youtube.com forward slash at Whose Land. Uh, Hugh Kitson, look forward to seeing you when you're in Australia. 
Uh, all the best with the production of Series 2. And I know that you're looking uh, with an aspiration for Series 3 already. Thanks so much for sharing these thoughts with us today on 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. And God bless you all. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.